Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Can a believer be under a curse? And the answer is definitely no. But we did point out some things about in our, you know, we, we talk about different curses, we talk about the curse of the uh, the law, of the curse of the fall, we talk about generation curses, we talk about ancestry curses, and, and, and the, the bottom line is, and, and then we did, we did a diagram here, we talked about Adam and Eve, the curse of the fall, and we, 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 we said that that curse of the fall, when God called Abraham, he called Abraham out of that curses. And that is why, because part of the curse of the fall is that when the woman is going to have a uh, going to have a child, the child, I mean, the, 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 there will be um, multiple of child uh, pains you go through, and, and the Bible talks about that that, um, that it will be multiple. And then I was saying that if it if it's being multiple, that means that there was something there, there was a number there for it to be multiplied with. Alright? So there was an original pain that the, the, the mother will go through, but the fall of the, 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 the fall, which is the fall of the curse, multiplied the pain. And so in and so in um, when the Hebrews, when Pharaoh told the mid, his midwives that any first child of the Hebrews that will be born will, should be killed, male child, they, their excuse was that these Hebrew women, they are not like us, we the Egyptians, knowing that the Egyptians were the Gentiles. The Egyptians were the people that are not part of the Jews. There's only two races at that time, whether you're a Jew or you're a Gentile. The Egyptians were Gentile, and, and they, they, they were saying these Hebrew women are not like us when they are ready to deliver and are ready to have a child within a twinkle of an eye, before we can get there, they've already had a child. And I was saying, that explains, because the Hebrew women and the Hebrew people are not under that case of the fall for the multiplication of the pain, they deliver quickly. And I remember when we were at Raymond, how we were taught the, along these lines that you can actually believe God if you're pregnant for delivery, you can believe God by faith that you're not going to go through the multiple of pain. It's for you as a believer. 
because you are not under the curse. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you see, and you know, the seed of Abraham are not under the curse of the law. But they came, I mean, they, under the curse of the fall. But they came under the curse of the law in um, Deuteronomy 28. Which talks about that if you do this, this is what you're going to have. If you do good, you're going to be blessed. If you do evil, if you disobey me, you will be under these curses. And then God pronounced numerous amount of curses. Are you with me? So there's the curse of the law, and there's, there's the curse of the fall. We're dealing with God's people. Adam and Eve were God's people. They disobeyed God. They came under a curse. God took Abraham and pulled him out of the car. You see, you can't be cursed and be blessed at the same time. So God could not have pronounced blessings upon Abraham if Abraham was under the curse. Does that make sense? God couldn't pronounce another blessing on Abraham because he said the ground was cursed and toil will you eat. You will have to labor before you eat. And it's not, you know, so the point is, Abraham was so blessed and he couldn't be half cursed and half blessed. Do, do, do you see it? Listen, think about it and, and read it and for yourself. Abraham was not under the curse of the fall because God has taken him out of it and has blessed him. But then, the, his people, his generation, when he came to Moses, they will not obey God. And so they got to a place God has to deal with them again and pronounce curses upon those that will be disobedient to his word. And that's the curse of the law. And it is in that that we have all these other curses, generation, ancestry, and you name it, that is, that is going on in our lives today. And I said that, look, these things are real. Amen. See, salvation, praise the Lord, salvation is for everyone who is a human being. Are you with me? But how many of us benefit from it? Who benefits from salvation? Sorry? Who is the we? How do you those that will accept Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior so even though the promise is for everyone, it's not everyone that benefits from it. 
Those that benefit from it are those that will respond to the word. Are you with me? Likewise, if anyone, you know, 1 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation, all things have passed away, behold, all things have become what? New. We Christians, Jesus Christ came and made a way for us. You see, the, the fall, the fall means that we were separated from God. Okay? Jesus came and shed his blood. He died. He rose. And he seated at the right hand of the Father and made a way, opened the door for us to now have access to God. We, the door is open, but those that will walk in are the ones that are going to go to the Lord and continue a fellowship. That relationship that Adam and Eve, through them, we lost. That relationship is restored through Christ. Amen? But it's only those that will accept it. It's only those that will walk through that door. That is accepting salvation. Are you with me? And likewise, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law and the curse of the fall through Christ. But it is only those that will appropriate that deliverance, that authority, that salvation, that faith, it is only those that will apply it in their life, they are the ones that are going to be benefit from that provision. Praise the Lord. So you don't, you don't just go around and say, oh, I'm saved, if everyone is in Christ, a new creation, and just be going around, just be going around. No. There are the antics of the devil. There are spiritual wickedness in high places. There is forces of darkness. There are demons. There are witches. There are witchcraft. There are spirits that do not want you to be successful. Not in this life. They not, don't care about this life. But they don't want you to be successful. They want to frustrate you so that you walk away from God. And so you need to take and that's why the just shall live by faith and once I'm saying that let me say this, listen you know the Bible talks about that you know um, it's not everyone that will say my Lord, my Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven and most of the time we, we apply it to sin most of the time we apply it to sin but let me show, let me give you another side of it. Listen, it's not everyone that would, do you know the forces of darkness also say, my Lord, my Lord. The witches and the witchcrafts, they manipulate themselves. You know, you know, the, 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 Satan comes in as an angel of what? 
he, he, he shows up as an angel of light. Isn't it? Forces of darkness also say, my Lord, my Lord. And Jesus says, not everyone that is saying, my Lord, my Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Watch out. So, there are forces of darkness. And you need to take a stand. I'm not saying that so that you'll be scared and afraid of them. But I'm encouraging you that when you face a situation, recognize if you don't know what, what, what you're up against, how do you deal with it? You need to know what you're, uh, what you're up against. You need to know what the barriers that are there so that you know how to deal with it. And that is standing on, standing by faith and become unmovable. When I first went to Mama, and in the course of time, I became so soaked in this thing, and I used to pray this prayer, Lord Jesus, use your blood to mix your um, cement with your blood, not water, no coconut juice, but mix a cement with your blood and set my feet in that I can never be moved. <coughs> can you get the picture? See, I wanted to be solid in Christ that nothing will be able to shake me. And that was my prayer. See, you need to take a firm stand. You need to take a firm stand. I say, you know, I will always be doing this. If I'm not doing it here, I'll be doing it somewhere else. I am so sold to Jesus. Sold out. Why? Because I know whom I have believed. When did I, have I ever seen Jesus? No. Have I ever seen God? No. Have I ever seen the Holy Spirit? No. But I've seen the power of God. And I'm fully persuaded. I've seen things. I've seen situations. And I'm fully persuaded. But so, you, you know, there are forces of darkness. There are curses. But it will not come to you if you will take a stand. Not that they will not try. They will try, but we know that they will fall by their own counsel. The way that they are trying, the pit that they try, they dig for you, they will fall into themselves if Amen. you will take a stand. Amen. That's what our God wants from you. Your part is to believe him. And see, when we get into a little bit of shaky ground, we get all... We, we are wondering, where is God? Well, God is, God is still there. God is still there. You know, there are times... That, and Brian can say this himself. There are times that, you know, I'm going to minister and, I, and I, I really, really feel empty. 
I really, really feel empty. I, just, I, I, I feel like I've got nothing. But I know the Lord is with me. I know he had anointed me to preach the good tidings. I know that. I know that as I know my name. Oh, and days. The other day we were at Rayman. What was that? Well, maybe two Saturdays ago. We were at Rayman. And they give you a leaflet to write your name. And I, I'm writing my name. And I'm spelling my name wrong. He said, well, I'm just saying, I know that as I know my name. But sometimes even my name, I'm spelling it wrong. But I know that God has anointed me. What anybody thinks. I could not care less. What, it, what, what I'm saying to you is you need to know God. When you take a stand, it's, I love Mama Julie. And I know how much God is in her. And I know how much God uses her. But I am not depending on her. I know God for myself. You need to know God for yourself. When you take a stand, you know, you can't take a stand based on somebody's experience. We quote Brother Hagen a lot, Pastor Hagen, but we, you can't take a stand on somebody's experience. You take a stand based on your own experience with God. He shall call upon me and I will answer him, Psalm 91. So a believer really cannot be cursed. Psalm 91, I'm sorry, Psalm 1. It says, Blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And I'm going to show you something today. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. If this individual, when you're talking about man, we're talking about, you know, human beings. We're talking about people. If this individual is blessed, is that individual that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly is he then cursed and blessed yeah is he cursed and blessed so that if God is saying you are blessed then you are not cursed amen See, I, I want you to know that you are blessed and not cursed I want you to, to get off these things that people talk about. Yes, recognize them. I, I, last time I was talking about maybe you need to talk to your parents and find your backgrounds and things like that. But you know, the bottom line is, is 1 Corinthians 5.17. If anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. Amen? Amen. And you take a stand from that standpoint. I mean, in my family, my mother's side, man, there are 
I mean, you can buy two for penny witchcrafts and witches. Very, very cheap. Praise the Lord. You can get two for a penny. There are, there are, there are, there are all sorts of things. But you see, I am a child of God. Amen. I said I'm a child of God. Amen. <laughs> That's better now. Are you falling asleep? I know you're a bit tired over last night. But listen, no weapon that is formed, fashioned, shaped in any way, shape, or form shall prosper. Amen. Against me. And it is that attitude you need to take. Get away as if oh, there's nothing. There are things. There are things. But you need to take a stand. Amen. Amen. Then the blessings of God will flow in your life. Amen. But the blessing is upon those that do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And the simplest way is. Those that walk upright before him. Those that do not walk in sin. Genesis 22. You see, I got something here. You have done what I asked you to do 
In blessing, I will bless you. That is one way of showing you Abraham was not under the curse. Okay. Four. Because you have obeyed my voice, because you were willing, you know, sometimes God will tell us to do something. And we hear God, but the enemy comes back with reasoning why we should not do it. And unfortunately for some of us, we allow the enemy to win. Because we are counting the cost. And it's not necessarily money. But there are so many ways we count cost. And then we are talked out of doing what God has asked us to do. We find good reason not to respond to that intuition. And it works out alright. And God doesn't you know, just drop some weight on our neck and kill us or damage us. But the only thing is for every for every response to God that you make, there is a reward. For every response that you make, see, see, God is a just God. Amen. He is a just God. Whatever a man sow shall he what reap. If you do good, you will reap the good harvest. Doing good is just something that is good. Are you with me? That's, that's good, isn't it? Doing good is just something that is good. You make a note for that for me. Doing good is just something that is good to do, isn't it? Praise the Lord. I'm going to make my own as I go. So, because Abraham did something, God blessed Abraham. Amen? Amen. In blessing, I will bless you. And then he goes on to say, in multiplying, I will multiply you. Look at Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6. see this. It says, I'll read from verse 9. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation. Though through we thus speak. Verse 10, it says, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. So the good that you do, there will be a reward. God does not forget. 
And we desire, we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the, unto the end. Verse 12, that ye be not slothful, but follow, followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Get this. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained a promise for men that verily shall swear by a great uh, by the greater content. Praise the Lord. So I want you to pick up something here in, um, in verse 13, I believe. It says that we should not be sluggish. Do not be sluggish in our doing. Whatever we are doing, is that what it says there? Okay, let me pick it up from here. Um, Hebrews 6. Praise God. Do you have a King James there? Read the original. Uh, do me 12 through 15. I believe it's what there's something. Hebrews 6, 12. <coughs> yeah, 12. That ye be not the but you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. And, and, and being sluggish is, you know, not being, uh, not concentrating, not, not, not putting in the effort that you need to put in, half and half, show up today, and show up tomorrow, not giving you 100%. But then he goes on to say, through faith and patience, they inherit the promise. How many of us, when we stand, when we face a test, when we face an adversity, we're looking for what is the curse? Maybe you need to go for deliverance. Maybe you need to go and see a prophet to pray for you and to prophesy your pocket into their pocket. <laughs> no, through faith and patience. You see, you know, he, uh, Ephesians, it says, after you have done all, what do you need to do? Stand and stand therefore. After you have done all that you need to do, what do you need to do? Stay in the word of God. Stay in the word of God. You hear, you do. 
you hear, you do. You take your ground and you become unmovable. And when you do that, continue to stand. I mean, all of this, we're talking about faith in God is what will help you to know where you are going and how to get there. Amen. Amen. Let it be pronounced hundred times a day against you if you will stand on your ground in Christ nothing will hurt you. Nothing will hurt you. My mother was, before she, she went home to be with the Lord, she was really strong in the Lord. And she, she had an issue with our chief plan at the time. Where the issue was that um, my mother was older, he was younger. My mother knew the, the history of the family more than he does and he was trying to twist things and take things to his um, family side or his, you know, like husband, his wife and children side and my mother was against it. And so my mother told me, he got to a stage, he had a dream one day and the man was attacking her with a knife and my mother was saying as in the dream as the man will swing, my mother will say, Jesus, and then she'll be lifted up. Do you understand? That an angel of the Lord will just lift her up. And the knife will not cut her. If he cut her in the spirit, she died. What am I saying? If you stand in the Lord, nothing will by any means hurt you. She died when God was ready to call her home. Praise the Lord. So, God will bless his people. Don't be sluggish. The fact that you are in Christ, you're a new creature, all things has passed away, everything has become new, you need to be up and running with things. Amen. You need to be up and running with things. You need to be doing your best. Your very, 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 very best. Praise the Lord. Ephesians. Um, let's read Romans 15, 29. Before we go to Ephesians. Romans 15, 29. For I know that when I come to you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Amen. We're talking about believers. And we are saying you're not cursed. Amen. Why are you not cursed? Because you are not under any curse. You are a new creature. And God is saying... You know, the scripture is saying that when he comes, he's going to bring a blessing. The gospel is a blessing. The gospel is not a curse. Amen. The gospel is a blessing. If you 
have any association with the gospel in truth, in sincerity and truth, you are blessed. Let me say that again. If you have any association with the gospel in sincerity and in truth, then you are blessed. <coughs> See, the blessings varies. Some of us, our blessings, this last night when I got home, I was determined to have some pampa. Some of you don't know pampa. Pampa is condo that you make, you, you mix it and you make it like porridge. And I had some in the morning before I left to the program and I, when I was going home, I was determined that I was going to have some before I went to bed. And I did. And to me that was a blessing. You see, you see, we take it lightly. The fact that you get up in the morning and you can eat what you want, I'm, I'm blessed. Yeah, you see, it, the blessings vary. That is one blessing. But the, <laughs> but the other part is, I, when I get up in the morning, whatever I fancy, if I want steak, I can eat. If I want cocoa, I can eat. If, if I want toast and just marmalade and a cup of tea, the fact that I can eat what I want well, I'm not talking about the four wheel. See, some people think well, the four wheel is a thing. No, to me, the, yeah, the four wheel is great. And I'm not underestimating that blessing. It's a blessing. <coughs> man, first class, man. Thanks, Sarah. First class to experience first class in the play, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a blessing. Are you with me? It's such a blessing. But at the same time, if I didn't get the first class, it is still a blessing for me to be able to get to where I need to get. And it is having that understanding. Some people are crying. Some uh, years ago, uh, uh, here there was one lady here and, and you know I will often pray with her and she was like um, you know she, she wants some she wants to borrow money to go and get a nice car and I was like that's not a blessing now don't get me wrong I once pray, prayed with a sister who wanted a car she had five kids. She needed a car to be able to come to church here. And I prayed with her. And I said, Lord. And she had gone to the bank for a loan and she's been turned down. I prayed with her. I said, Lord, 
keep opening that door for her, give her this opportunity so that she can bring the kids, you know, up and down to church. Because she added her and that is very, very difficult. And the bank phoned her Tuesday. This was Sunday, the bank phoned her Tuesday. And, and said, come and see us and gave her the loan and she bought the cash. She never stops saying that testimony. There are blessings and there are blessings. Sometimes a car, getting a loan to, to have a car is a blessing. But in some circumstances, it's not a blessing. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. And just to, for you to be able to have that nice car, you, you don't really need it. You're going to acquire a big loan and your job is not stable. You are in and out of jobs and then you're going to be believing God to pay. And you say it's a blessing. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So there are various of blessings, but I want you to know whatever that God gives to you, enjoy it. Live to his fullness. What scripture did we read? Ephesians. Ephesians 1 3. We're rounding up. Ephesians 1 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Amen. You're not only blessed materially, you're also blessed spiritually. Amen. Who has blessed us in plural. The Ephesians were believers. Are you a believer? Who has blessed us. And Paul was including himself. Are you with me? When he says us, including himself, including me and you, we are all blessed with what? Spiritual blessing in highly places. Amen. If you are blessed, then you are not what? Cursed. You cannot be blessed and be cursed. I want you to get this. I want you to get this in your spirit. You can't be blessed and be cursed at the same time. Have you ever seen, you know, darkness and light sharing flat at the same time? No, they don't. They don't live together. You go to your room when it's dark and you turn the light on, you see darkness disappear. Curses and blessings cannot be together at the same time. It's only one at a time. And listen, as a believer, you don't get blessed today and then next week you did something wrong and so you are cursed. No. That's why you see, and that's not an excuse, you see, but that's the, why God gave us first John 1 9. You make a mistake, you go to God, you ask God to forgive you, God forgives you, and then you forgive yourself, and you go, go and sin no more, and then you go on with your life. You're not under a curse because you did something wrong. Amen. But it's better if you do your utmost not to do wrong things. Mm -hmm. 
I think I've said enough. There's so much I can cover. Ephesians 2. I'll take this as my last scripture. Ephesians 2, 5 and 6. Ephesians 2, 5 and 6. Even when you were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ. Amen. Just in case you're still doubting what I'm saying. You see, we, in Christ Jesus, we were made alive. Amen? Amen? We were raised in Christ together. We were raised, we came alive in Christ Jesus together. Amen? And when Christ took his place at the right hand of the Father, we were with him. We, were, we sat in Christ at the right hand of the Father. When God sees Jesus, he sees you and I in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, this is my question. Please listen to me carefully. Please listen to me carefully. I, I want you to really pay attention to this question. Are you seated in Christ at the right hand of the Father with a curse? That's not possible. Are you seated in Christ Jesus at the right hand of the Father with the curse? Is that the curse of the fall and the curse of the law, generation and ancestral curses, are they operating in your life seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus? Is these things still operating in your life? No. But until that, you see, that is positional truth. Seated at the right hand of the Father is positional truth. That's your position. That's the truth. And that's where you are. But to appropriate that in your life, to make it happen, for you to experience it, you're going to have to stand up by faith and see it manifested. How does that manifest? Exercising your authority. At the right hand of the Father, you are in Christ. And in Christ, you're exercising your authority. The power. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Exercise that spiritual blessing. Apply it. Take a stand. Speak to the mountains and cause them and see them move. Amen. Speak to the sickness and see it move. Amen. Call, call the angels to bring forth the finances in. Amen. And when the finances come in, 
Use it wisely. Amen. Pay your tithes. Do your dues. And then God will continue to bless you. Amen. Church, it's not possible to be under a curse if you are sincerely and genuinely a believer. Let's bind our hearts in prayer. Lord Jesus, we've done our best through the power of the Holy Spirit to show forth to your children that blessings and curses cannot be upon us at the same time. I pray that that which we have said, may the Holy Spirit minister to them through the course of the week. And in time to come, it did not remember forget that they are blessed and not cursed. In the name of Jesus, open their hearts, open their understanding to comprehend what the word teaches. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, just a couple of minutes. Any question? Any question about this subject? Yeah, good, cool. Uh, so, if you. Uh, yeah, so the question I had. So, um, so let's say you. Um, it's believed or. You know, we're talking about curses or generational curses. Mm -hmm. Because we are saved. Mm -hmm. um, and as, as we've, we've learned, we're on the right hand of mercy. Mm -hmm. I guess it's not something. Is it something that we have to pray about to be almost released, or should you have peace of mind that you are already sick? Yeah. So, so I guess my question is, is this something you need to pray about and request? Or, as a default, if you're born again, and you're... Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's, you don't need to, you don't need to pray about it, but you need to be aware, okay, and take a stand. What I mean by that is, in my in my family, I know there are things. When I say things, look, I was saying, you know, which you can have a two for penny. Do you understand that? Eh? Yes. Yeah, so it's so it's it's, it's rampant. Yes. But I am not every morning praying that I find them so that they don't have. I have faith. Yeah that they do not have any right in my life. Why? Because I'm a child of God. Do you, do you understand? So, but when I, when I face, it, it doesn't even occur to me to deal with these things. But when I'm there, I'm aware of their antics. Does that make sense? I'm aware of their doings. I'm aware and I'm, I'm conscious of not going to eat with so and so. Yeah? And I have, I, I, I find, I, I personally, some people are not like that, but I personally, if I know for sure that you operate in a negative, I don't like you. <laughs> I 
I just don't like you. I, I can't I can't pretend to be a friend. Did you understand? I, I just don't like you. I just don't like I don't know how. I don't know how I should have anything to do with negative. Do you understand? And, and, and unfortunately, for me, maybe it's unfortunate, but I can't help myself in that way. Does that help? Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. Okay. Um, my question is, if you identify that there's a generational mm -hmm. habit or pattern of behavior, mm -hmm. and, and you're the only one who recognizes that, mm -hmm. um, Although you know that you're seated in the right hand of the Father, mm -hmm. do you, you then position yourself where you can stand in the gap of those people who potentially... I, I, I don't know about standing in the gap, but I do know that you can stand on your ground for yourself. Okay. Yeah? Because, you see, I, we have spiritual authority over our life. We don't have spiritual authority over somebody else's life. You see, I have never, I can't, I can't pray for that witch to be delivered. Do you understand? They have their right to possess what they possess. You know, Jesus did not cast out demon out of everyone that, but those that came to him. You see, that's a spiritual authority, spiritual right. If you come to me that I need, I should pray for you, and I'm praying for you, and I'm directed to do that's different, right? But if you're sitting on your, you know, I, I, I haven't got time to be dealing with this. John, and there's, there's more important things to, be dealing with, to deal with. Because they have the right to possess what they possess. Yeah. You, you understand? You can't, you can't, you can't help them. If it's affecting them, what you can do, you know, you can help them by drawing their attention to it. Yeah. Okay. yeah? But standing in the gap, I'm not so sure. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Which is just a nice way of saying no. <laughs> Anyone? identify in terms of a bad situation and being cursed because we we look at a lot of people who have been blessed people throughout the Bible so at one point Joseph going through what he went through mm -hmm. he could have believed that for a period he was cursed mm -hmm. or you know um, Moses could have believed that he was cursed so what uh, so I but Joseph was there one that's uh, yeah okay but so how do you identify when it is your it's a curse as opposed to a situation, a season, a time, or whatever? You know, what the identification whether it's a curse is you need to know where you stand first of and foremost. Yeah. So when you know that you are delivered as a believer. That you're not under any case. And I, uh, the first session we did, we talked about as a genuine believer. Yeah? We talked about, you see, we're all in Christ, 
but some are not genuine. So if we're talking about a genuine believer, then when you face a situation, you don't look whether it is a curse or not because of your position in Christ. You deal with the issue by believing God and that you are quoting the scriptures, you are facing this thing, and, 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 and by faith you overcome them. Yeah? By faith you overcome them. Now, I, 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 I have done this several times. When uh, the ministry that we, I was ministering at, Auntie Joe talks about, you know, where, um, uh, sorry, Pastor Joe, where she met me. Um, that is Zoe ministry. I mean, it was a deliverance ministry. So, you know what deliverance ministry is? Yeah, so we, we pray for people, for their issues, and so on and so forth. So when we uh, started the church, people will come, and we, we started teaching slightly different from, and people will come and, oh, pastor, I need deliverance. When I don't say you don't need deliverance, do you understand? I take them through the deliverance sessions, and then I start teaching them the word of God. Well, eventually, when they see the light, they realize they don't need deliverance. So sometimes, for, for, for the sake of maybe your own conscience, you pray this prayer to take care of this thing. I mean, it, you know, you, let, you can say, um, this sickness I have seen going through my family. I mean, my father, my mother, no, not my mother, my grandmother, my father's mother, was blind for a number of years, probably 30 years before he died. My father became blind for a number of years, I don't know, as long as 30 years, but maybe 15 years or something before he died. Can somebody tell you that there's something going on? You understand? I, I have never prayed that I will not be blind. Why? Because I'm a child of God. But do you understand? I know where I stand. But if somebody, uh, I mean, if somebody else in our family gets to that, no, 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 no. That's not me. Do, do you understand? If I, if I, if my eyes is going funny, I'm I'm not think I ain't gonna think I ain't gonna think that that thing is having an effect on me. Why? Because I'm different. Do you understand? Does that does that does that answer your question? Are we good? All right. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.